Hey friend, thank you for tuning in again to another episode of the Healthy and Empowered Living Podcast. I am so, so glad that you're here today. So you may have heard over the last few weeks, but if you haven't because this is your first episode or you haven't tuned in for a while, first of all, welcome or welcome back. But I am celebrating this month because the podcast just turned one and it has been such an amazing year that I feel blessed to have been able to walk through. So in celebration of one year, I'm taking a few weeks and doing a best of year one series where I'm replaying episodes or parts of episodes that have been most popular or have given some awesome value to help you on your health journey. So today's episode originally aired October 3rd of 2022, and I'm excited to be sharing it again because I feel like I just keep coming back to this topic of mindfulness, not only in my own health journey, but also in those journeys of the clients that I'm working with that are going through my Empowered Health Framework course too. So if you are curious what that secret is to creating lasting changes in your life and being consistent in the healthy habits you're working to develop, keep listening because I got you covered in this one. Enjoy. Hey, sweet mama. Welcome to another episode. I am talking about something today that is very near and dear to my heart and is a huge part of my story. I'm so excited to be talking to you about it today, um, and that is mindfulness. And the reason it is so near and dear to my heart is because there was a time in my life, really, in my health journey that I didn't feel like I knew what was going on inside of me. I felt like my emotions were just raging. My hormones were probably out of whack. Who knows what? But anyways, what it felt like was this tornado inside of me that I just didn't understand, but I wasn't slowing down enough to figure it all out. I was just going and continuing forward and doing the things that I thought would solve my problem instead of actually figuring out what the core issue was. So before I jump in too much, I want to ask you a couple questions. Do you find yourself kind of going, going, going all the time, you know, stressed to the max at moments or triggered for who knows what reason? Or do you find yourself going for those sweet or salty snacks or those addictive drinks like Coke or Pepsi um, because you can't help yourself or that's kind of your go-to in the afternoons? Like, have you answered yes to either of those or you have something similar going on? Like, there's a chance that you're not quite living in the habit of mindfulness yet. And, And I say that in the most loving and understanding way possible because, like I said, trust me, I've been there. Um, I know what it's like to suddenly yell at your kids for no reason, you know, feeling feeling guilty about it, but then you move on before you actually figure out why you did it in the first place, and then you watch that cycle repeat itself probably way sooner than you'd want. And I know what it's like to go straight to that tub of ice cream or the, the bag of chips in the pantry at the end of a long day and hope that, you know, whatever caused your stress and exhaustion that day will just magically disappear the next day because in that moment, that food is just helping you feel better about life, right? What I learned though, is that if you don't take the time to sit in those feelings, to dig deeper to a core issue, then the actions that you want to stop happening will never really stop happening. You'll keep yelling when you don't want to. You'll keep eating all the foods you don't want to when you don't want to be eating them. You'll feel like your emotions and these quote unquote bad choices are controlling you rather than the other way around. And this is where that mindfulness really comes in because I think so often what happens is that you get stuck in this cycle like that you don't want to be in, but maybe you don't see a way out in those moments because 
well, stress and kids fighting and dirty dishes and laundry that needs folded and bathrooms that need cleaned and all the things, right? Like it's so much easier to just react in that moment and do what you've always done instead of taking a minute to slow down and choose your responses. And those responses likely would be different from like your instincts, right? Which is part of why it's hard. So while mindfulness can be an amazing tool for many things in your life, as I'm sure you've picked up on, today I'm going to give you the basics of what mindfulness is, why it matters to you, but then I really want to talk about and apply it to um, when you feel like your food choices are not the greatest, or um, if they're not what you want them to be at least. Like whether you're eating too much, not eating enough, you know you're craving and giving in to all the sugar, you just can't seem to get enough of that Diet Pepsi, whatever it is. So anyways, tune in. I hope you enjoy this. It's going to be a great conversation. Hey, sweet mama, welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. Do you want to consistently make your healthiest choices so you can finally get to a weight you love? Do you find yourself up late at night searching recipes for healthier family meals or motivation to work out? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel frustrated that you can't follow through or guilty that it's taking away precious time from your kids again? Hey, I'm Lauren. I too was a mom who wanted to lose weight. I too worried that my health was taking up too much of my time and energy and wished that I could finally let go of the number on the scale and have a healthy relationship with food and exercise. I wanted confidence and freedom to love my body and food and have more energy for the things that really matter to me. But I kept telling myself that I'd never had the discipline to consistently make healthy choices and that I'd just keep falling off the wagon until I found a little secret that helped me get to and stay at a weight I love. In this podcast, you will find all the motivation and quick tips you need to live healthy consistently through mindful eating, fitness made simple, and mindset transformation so that you will live in true confidence at a weight you love and as the mama God created you to be. So pop in those earbuds, grab your healthy snack, and let's do this. So first of all, what is mindfulness and why does it matter to you? When you think of mindfulness, what comes to mind? <laughs> Do you think of meditating, being hyper aware of your thoughts, or trying not to think of anything at all? See, the definition of mindfulness is simply the state of being conscious or aware of something, like fully aware of something. In other words, it's the ability to be fully present, you know, recognizing every little thing around you and within you in that moment, but at the same time, like not letting yourself be reactive or overwhelmed. It's like, a true moment of peace inside and out. Now who doesn't want some of that in their lives? On the contrary, the fast-paced world around us has a way of making us believe that life is all about achievements and hustle. See, while goals are important, it's equally important to remember that there's more to life than to-do lists and deadlines. Making a habit of, of stopping for a moment, pausing um, for you know a mindful minute can help you reset and give you focus. This mindful minute will look different for everyone. It can be quieting your mind, praying, or simply stopping to smell the roses or the coffee for us moms, right? Being mindful starts with the body and recognizing every feeling, both physical and emotional, and allowing yourself to fully experience those things. It's important that I mention here that feelings are indicators, not dictators. Now, you can hear more about this in a couple other podcast episodes that I've done um, you can listen back to episode 23 and episode 20, um, where I have some guests on who actually go a lot more in depth about emotions. But this means that being aware of your feelings and investigating what they 
what they are indicating is one way that you can be mindful of all that's going on inside and outside. However, keep in mind that often your current habit is to allow your feelings to dictate what you do. So it all starts with awareness and then the choice of how you'll respond to what's going on in and around you. On a practical level, you know, I believe the center of mindfulness is really just slowing down, processing and paying attention. Like quit multitasking for a minute, right? Stop multitasking all the time out of kind of this desperation to be efficient. Wow. Preaching to myself here a bit. Anyone out there a bit of a multitasker like me? It's a hard habit to break, but practice putting your full focus on one thing at a time in order to truly, you know, observe and think about how you're feeling in that moment and choose to like enjoy that moment. Praying and acknowledging God in every moment throughout your day. If you find yourself so busy throughout a day that you get to the end of it and you realize that you didn't think about God one time, that's a sure sign that you need to slow down a little bit. Invite him into your mindfulness and your busyness and allow yourself to see where he's leading you, where he's blessing you, where he's working in you and through you. However you choose to practice mindful living, like studies show that mindfulness actually reduces stress, relieves pain, and can improve your mood. So much so that even eight weeks of regular mindfulness practice can actually change parts of your brain related to your emotions and your learning and your memory. How cool is that? So... Don't just let me talk about this, though. Like, let me take you to the word of God, the Bible, for even more. Psalm chapter 8, verses 1 and then 3 and 4 say, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? It turns out that practicing mindfulness is not a new millennial concept. It actually goes all the way back to God. Did you know that God is mindful of us? The same God who created everything with his spoken word, who put each star in its place, who knows how many grains of sand are on the shore, is the God who is mindful of you. He created the universe, and yet he cares enough to have knitted you together in your mother's womb and created you for a specific purpose. How awesome is that? I think when you can pause and reflect on the beauty of of your life and your surroundings, that you're honoring God. When you acknowledge and thank him for every little thing in your life, you're praising him. Psalm 37, 7 says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. See, the God of the universe loves you. He cares for you and he wants you to be with him. I think if we stopped and meditated on that every day, how much more mindful would we be of this abundant love that he has for us, right? See, when you practice mindfulness, being mindful that God created your body and your emotions, and then also that he has plans to use you for incredible things in his kingdom. So just a quick summary. Mindfulness is just simply being fully aware of everything around you and within you. It allows you the space to process your circumstances and your emotions But more than that, it allows you the opportunity to be mindful of what God is doing in you and around you. Okay, let's dive into mindfulness as it pertains to eating now. So overeating, undereating, or simply eating foods you know you shouldn't be eating more often than you'd like is often more of an emotional issue than you may even know. My guess, only because it was my experience, is that you've probably thought it was a discipline issue, which 
you know, there's some of that. But for the most part, struggling to eat your healthiest or make your best choices for your health comes down to your emotions. So when you're able to slow down enough to allow yourself to feel and process the emotions that are happening inside of you or what your circumstances are making you feel, when you can learn to pause long enough to see how those circumstances around you are influencing the choices that you're making, then things can begin to change. This may seem really overwhelming at first, and that's okay. Remember that it will take time. It's a process, not an overnight fix. There's no quick fixes when it comes to getting healthy or losing weight. So if you're looking to become your healthiest self and stay that way, then I definitely encourage you to play the long game and put in the time and effort it takes to begin mastering something that may seem meaningless to you at first, like living more mindfully. And when I say meaningless, I mean more like not giving you instant results or maybe even giving you the results you think you're wanting. So I want to throw in here too that learning to eat mindfully or you may have heard the term intuitive before, is really the key to food freedom and healing your relationship to food. I go much more in depth about this in my coaching program, but I want to share some of the basics so you can get started today if this is something you're really wanting in your health. So I'm going to share three tips with you on how you can begin practicing mindful eating. So number one is slowing down to really enjoy the food you're eating and to begin paying attention to your body's hunger and full cues. So when you slow down to enjoy each meal, not only are you able to really, you know, feel a gratitude for the food that you have, you can enjoy the the time that you have to eat, but you also give your brain time to catch up with your body. Like when you eat too fast, your brain can't keep up with the cue your stomach is sending to tell to tell you that you're full. So your brain keeps telling you that there's more room when there's really not. Does that make sense? So this is often how you get to that point of feeling stuffed at the end of a meal. Speaking of feeling stuffed, slowing down also allows you to begin noticing those hunger and those fullness cues more easily, so you'll know how your body feels when it's eaten enough and you can stop eating. That way, you don't have to feel stuffed at the end of your meal, and likely you'll begin eating less calories too, which is also good. So the other reason I recommend learning to slow down and recognize your hunger hunger and full cues more easily, wow, that's hard to say is because it allows you to be more aware of the times you're possibly eating out of an emotional response or a trigger rather than true hunger. For example, have you ever walked by the kitchen in the middle of the afternoon and grabbed a snack? Were you really hungry in that moment or were you feeling something else maybe? You know, maybe it's boredom or stress or something like that. But if you're able to slow down in that moment and ask yourself if you're truly hungry, and if you're not hungry, then you can ask yourself like, What are you feeling that's causing you to want to eat right then? Hopefully that makes sense. So that's number one. Number two is to begin being mindful, like really recognizing how foods make you feel when you eat them or after you eat them. See, when you can connect the foods you're eating with how your body feels, then you can begin making your most informed decisions. Think of it like data collection. Like the other day I made pancakes for breakfast and my son says, I don't want pancakes because they don't keep me full for very long. And I was like, That's a really awesome thing to be aware of. So my solution was to give him some eggs, which is a protein that does keep you full longer, with his pancakes that I had already made. And he was good to go. So when you can notice which foods keep you full longer and which ones make you feel hungry, like right after you eat them, then you can make your best decisions. For example, I tend to feel hungry pretty quick after I eat oatmeal for breakfast. It just, it doesn't keep me full for very long. So when I am eating oatmeal, I'll tend to eat a smaller portion 
of oatmeal and I'll have a whole bunch of fruit with it, which does tend to help keep me full for longer. So you may begin to notice that, you know, when you eat fried foods, you don't feel so well, or when you eat too much sugar, you feel bloated later or something like that. Actually, a client shared with me um, recently her win about eating too much sugar um, over one of her weekends and really just not feeling well, um, feeling like she was dragging, not feeling very hungry after that, like the next day. And she knew she was going to be eating a lot more sugar than she usually does because she had a birthday party that she was throwing. Um, When she realized how she felt that next day, she became really aware of how eating all of that sugar had made her feel. Um, And we really celebrated together that moment of mindfulness and, and connecting the overeating of the sugar to how she was feeling the next day. Now, she doesn't have to live in regret of those choices because she had a great time and she enjoyed celebrating, but she does get to learn from these feelings and she gets to be mindful of how her body responded to what she ate. And then she gets to make her best, most informed decisions the next time she's in a similar situation. So a big part of being mindful in learning how to recognize how foods make you feel is that you have to care. You have to be thinking about it. You have to want to avoid the not so good feelings and you have to want to want the good feelings. Like this is how food freedom is discovered. This is how you consistently make your healthiest choices. If you know that eating certain foods makes you feel bad, you're going to choose not to eat them. If you know that eating certain foods makes you feel great, you choose to eat more of those. If you know that when you eat out of an emotional response, it makes you feel guilty and full of shame and regret, you get to start choosing to do something differently. I'm not saying it's easy by any means, but it's possible if you commit to taking that road towards mindfulness. So the last quick tip about adopting this mindfulness around eating is that sometimes it's not a journey that we can or want to take alone. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron and that we are to build each other up and encourage each other. So if eating healthy is a struggle, if it's something that you've tried to, you know, willpower your way through before, or if you've tried to learn from mistakes, but just aren't seeing the way out of the cycle you're in, then please reach out to someone. Opening up to others to help keep you accountable to your emotions rather than just continuing to stuff them with food can be really powerful and healing. Getting someone else's help or opinion on a situation or a struggle can be compared to like if you're trying to read the label of a jar from the inside of the jar, right? Like sometimes you just need someone on the outside to read it for you, to, to give you a different perspective on that situation. And if you don't have someone in your life like that, that you feel like you can open up to about this or who is really capable of helping you, like, I'm here for you. Please, please email me. I'd love to encourage you where you're at on your journey and help in any way that I can. Um, And don't forget, too, that I host a free Facebook community with a lot of other moms who are in the same boat as you. So if you aren't already in the Joyful Health for Christian Moms Facebook community, go and join and find your people. Okay, so to sum up really quick, the three tips for practicing mindful eating are to slow down and learn to recognize your full and hunger cues. Um, Number two is begin to really pay attention to how certain foods are making you feel. And lastly is that you don't have to journey alone. Bring someone into your struggle to offer that different perspective to help you break the cycle that you're in and to keep you accountable to truly living as your healthiest self, full of joy and confidence rather than any kind of guilt or shame around your health choices. Okay, I covered a lot in this episode, 
If you like hearing about mindfulness and you want to hear more, please let me know. I could share so much more on this and I just, I absolutely love talking about it. So send me an email um, and let me know that you loved this and, and that you want to hear more. Um, and like I said, kind of at the beginning, it's a huge part of, of my journey. It's a huge part of what I teach because honestly, what I hear most often from, from you is that you want to be able to consistently make your best and healthiest choices for you and for your family. And, and what I know to be true is that mindfulness is a huge part of that. In general, when you're able to live more mindfully, more aware of what's going on inside you and around you that is influencing your decisions, you're able to make your best and most informed decisions when it comes to food. When you are most aware of how certain foods make you feel when you eat them or when you eat too much of them, you can use that information to make better decisions in the future. And really, this (laughs) applies to so many other areas of your life. So, I'm just going to leave it at that, and I pray that this episode blessed you. Do you wish there was a way to get to a weight you love and consistently prioritize your health without feeling like it takes up all of your time? Do you wish that getting healthy was simple and enjoyable so you can have more energy for the things you love? I know what it feels like to believe that healthy choices will never come naturally. To wonder if you'll always feel this guilt and shame around yourself and your health in place of the confidence you desire. I know what it feels like to long to simply feel better and have more energy even as a busy mom. Imagine if you consistently made your healthiest decisions and officially ditched the shame and guilt you used to feel so you could live in true confidence as the mom God created you to be. Imagine if you knew how to live healthy in a way that was actually simple and fun and allowed you to grow in your relationship with God. That's why I created the Empowered Health Framework where I teach you healthy living on a foundation of mindful nutrition, joyful movement, and spiritual growth so you can spend less time and energy worrying about your health and more time actually living confidently. Through this online course, you'll learn to naturally make the best decisions for your health in a way that honors the Lord without obsessing over diets or exercise, without feeling shame or guilt around every choice, and without taking up all of your time. You'll walk away with the most simple habits for living healthy without all of that overwhelm and confusion of diets and workout programs, so you can use your energy where you truly want and ultimately live out the changes you desire to make in your life, including getting to a weight that you love, in a way that's natural and sustainable, all while deepening your relationship with God. So if you're ready to get healthy and fit for life without obsessing over diets or exercise in a simple and easy to follow plan that works for your busy mom life, I've got just the thing for you. I'd like to personally invite you to join my online course, Empowered Health Framework, so you can learn to live healthy God's way. There are now two ways to sign up. You can sign up as a go at your own pace course or with one-on-one coaching to keep you extra accountable as you walk through your journey. So go ahead and visit healthyandempoweredliving.com forward slash course for all of the details and get signed up today so you can finally find the time to get to a weight you love and consistently prioritize your health in a way that's simple so you can have more energy to create the mom life you love. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Healthy and Empowered Living Podcast. Thanks for listening today. If you're loving what you hear, would you share this podcast with a friend? Also, it would make my day to hear from you. Will you be so kind as to head over to Apple Podcasts, rate the show, and write a short review? That helps me to know what you want to hear more of and helps more women find the show, learn, and be encouraged too. Lastly, if you're not already a part of the Joyful Health for Christian Moms Facebook community, we'd love to have you. We aren't meant to do this thing alone, so come find the support you need as you're living healthy and empowered.